Welcome to Get Right for Sunday. I'm Dale Meyer. This Sunday is one of the most heart-touching Sundays of the year. It's All Saints Sunday. We remember those who have died in the Christian faith. Pastor Wright likes to say that this podcast is designed to get us into God's Word for Sunday and beyond. Beyond. That's the word for All Saints Sunday. There is something beyond the election, something beyond all the cares of this life. What's beyond is something we shouldn't take for granted, something we want to prepare for now while we still have the opportunity. So let's join Pastor Wright and Vicar Leeper as they get us thinking about beyond. All Saints Day is an exciting and a truly fun festival where we get to do so much more than just go to church. I feel like of all the church holidays, it's one of the ones that I feel least familiar with and least prepared for. To prepare for All Saints Day, we have to recognize and understand that this came about in about uh, the year 608 is when it started, and I, and with that, it was all the martyrs were recognized on a specific day. And then 835, uh, Pope Gregory decided that it was all the saints. So it was a recognition of all those who have died in the faith. We today do uh, continue to celebrate this. We look at those who have died this year and we recognize they died in the faith. And the big aspect of this is it's not a memorial service. Mm -hmm. It's not a big fancy funeral service. This is remembering that the church doesn't stop even in death. And we're really creating a and recognizing a reality that is beyond our understanding, beyond the corporal, the physical, the, the daily. We're really on... All Saints Day, connecting the church militant, which is what we're living in, the here and now, to the church triumphant, that is, the saints, what we're looking forward to in our resurrection, the church triumphant over sin, death, and hell. So, to me, this day seems like the day in the church year where we really tackle and, and deal with head-on one of our greatest enemies, one of our greatest problems, which is the problem of death, as well as the hope that comes in Christ and the resurrection. So I think the question for us then becomes, how do we prepare for this? This is a, a church holiday. We normally celebrate it on November 1st that goes back to the 7th century. Uh, that's changed a bit over the years, but has meaning for us, especially as we look back to those that have died this year. And these are people that we know that we're connected to, that, you know, in some cases have formed our faith. So I guess the question is, how do we approach those saints, uh, our memory of them, and our hope for them in the future? And what can we do now to get ready to celebrate this on Sunday? I would like to use the first reading for this Sunday, which comes to us from Revelation, and I just want to stress it's Revelation, 
not Revelations. <laughs> and it comes to us from chapter 7, and it's verses 9 through 17. And we have St. John the Apostle, and he's brought into this vision in the Spirit. And it is the new earth, the new heaven. It is uh, the things that are to come. And he sees two big things take place. The first one is, this is uh, St. John speaking, I looked up and behold a great multitude that no one could number. They were all around the throne, worshiping God, singing with the angels and with the four living creatures. And then we have the second event in this text where he sees those coming out of the great tribulation. He sees those who are clothed in white robes. And again, these, this is the picture of the church triumphant. Now, St. John doesn't name anybody. He doesn't say, oh, I recognize my aunt, my uncle, my friend. But he recognizes that these are people. They're real people. And with this, and to go to your question, what are we to do in preparation, in remembering? We get to hear, see, and find comfort that those who have died in the faith this year rest in Christ. And not only rest in Christ, but have the promise of the resurrection. The very thing that we are preparing ourselves for every time we come to church, every time we receive the very body and blood of Christ, remember our baptism. This is all truly preparing for our death and resurrection. But with this, we need to remember that the church isn't a faceless entity. Mm. It's made up of people, the very people who taught you the faith, the very people who created the, the foundation of the local church, uh, those who we know and understand as part of our heritage and life. To simply prepare for All Saints Day, we actually remember those very people who have died in the faith. Let it be your mother, father, your grandparents, or even as we celebrated last Sunday, St. Luke. These are the people of our history. These are the people of our heritage. These are the people of our family in Christ. So here's what I'm hearing you say. I'm, I'm hearing you tell me that when we celebrate Saints Day, we are remembering those who have brought us to where we are. We are remembering that we did not just come into our faith in a vacuum, that we didn't just poof, one day we're here and we're Christian and, you know, we're going to go to heaven and all that. We'll get into that later. Uh, but that we actually came from somewhere and that there were people who formed us and gave us this faith. Uh, for us, maybe that's our parents, our grandparents, uh, friends, teachers, pastors, uh, all of these people who have formed our faith but that that line, that heritage goes back even farther than that because they got their faith from someone and they got that faith from someone and that the promises of God have always traveled through his word and through people all the way back to some of the earliest saints that we remember, uh, the saints uh, who are in the Bible, saints like St. Luke, 
St. Matthew, who people who wrote the Gospels, as well as St. John, who wrote Revelation, that they have attested to this faith and that we are in their heritage as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the great joy of that is we don't have to worry about the idea of, do I know enough? Or how do I come to this knowledge? Because just as we're looking at the book of Revelation, the revealed knowledge of Christ comes through the work of the Holy Spirit through things. Let it be the preaching of the pastor. Let it be the teaching from your mother or father, again, teacher. The faith is passed down from generation to generation to generation. And we need to be careful to protect that because we literally are one generation away from losing the gospel. Mm. Uh, it can be corrupted, it can be lost, and so on and so forth, which is all the more reason to double our efforts to not only learn what Scripture says, but come together as the community of Christ in and with the church. Now, this is what we talked about last week with the Reformation some, uh, was about the, the possibility of, of the gospel being lost. So one of the big points that you want to make and that we want to make together about All Saints Day is that um, this is a reminder that we are a part of something bigger and a reminder that we that we are invited into the bigness of it, uh, not the other way around, that there is this huge history and testimony of all these saints who have come before us, and we are invited into that. And we remember them to remember that we too receive these promises of God. So that's that's looking back. That's the looking back part of All Saints Day. Right. But All Saints Day is also about looking beyond, yes. looking forward. So what can we see from this text about how Saints how All Saints Day helps us look forward? Uh, again, the, the connectedness. Not only are we connected to the heritage of past saints, but we're connected to what awaits us in the church triumphant, in the resurrection. Mm, yeah, gotcha. I think I get what you're saying. You're talking about how St. John has this vision of those who are going to come through the Great Tribulation. And just a side note, the Great Tribulation is the horrific events that are prophesied before the second, second coming of Christ. And so St. John is literally looking in the future. He is being shown what is to come. And with that, we see that we too get to look forward to what's going to come. And that is the bodily resurrection. That is the new heaven, the new earth. That is forevermore in the true presence of God in his full glory with all those who are brought out of death into life. Uh, St. John at the very beginning says, I look and behold a great multitude that no one could count. This is the fulfillment of the promise that God made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Your offspring will be more numerous than the stars and the sand. So we get to look forward to being connected to forever in Christ, in the bodily resurrection. This is so, so big. I almost want to slow down and, and process some of these things. Because while this is nothing less than the Christian faith that you have all received 
that we have uh, trained and grown up in, there's something really, really profound here and something that we skip over. You said it right at the beginning. You said bodily resurrection. And I think very often when we think about the future, you know, I remember doing this as a kid. I remember imagining myself as, you know, kind of a, a spirit, like half half ghost, half angel, hanging out in heaven uh, with God, and I just worship him. And that was my image of heaven. And as I got older and as I read scripture, I realized um, the promise of God is so much more than that and different than that, uh, that the hope of Christ is in a bodily resurrection. What that means is when Christ returns and brings all people to himself, our, our souls, our spirits will be reunited with our new bodies. We will have bodies that we can, that can touch and see and smell and hear. And we will live in a new heaven and a new earth. We will live in a bodily resurrected new creation and we'll have stuff to do. It isn't just complete like your mind is gone and you just worship God now. No, you serve him as you were meant to serve. You live out your vocations by doing the tasks that God has given you by caring for this new creation. And that's a totally different image. And I, I find it a much more meaningful hope for myself and for those that have gone before me in the faith that I will see them again, not as spirits or souls, but as people. I will see them and be able to to touch and to hear their voice because God will dwell with us, because God will be with us in a very real, in a very tangible way that you can see and touch and feel and be. The hope of the Christian is not to be detached, um, but to, to be separated from the soul while the body decays here, but for those things to be reunited. Uh, St. John talks about this when he says, They shall hunger no more, neither thirst no more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lord in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water. They will not hunger and not thirst, not because they don't have bodies, but because they have bodies that are fully and completely fulfilled, having drunk from the living water that is Christ. This is the promise that is throughout the Bible. This is in Old Testament prophets like Isaiah. This is what Jesus talks about. These phrases, living water, come from Jesus himself talking to, say, the woman at the well and offering these promises. Revelation says nothing less than that the promises that God has made throughout his entire Bible will one day be fully and totally and completely fulfilled. This is this is huge. And this is the beyond of All Saints Day. And this beyond aspect is just fascinating. And we should truly be excited about this because we do this every Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in COVID, as everybody knows, and the liturgy has taken uh, some uh, different forms to allow for what we're doing or not doing, the limitations, so on and so forth. But in the Sacrament of the Altar, right there's this phrase in the proper preface and it is with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven we laud and magnify thy glorious praising thee and singing holy 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 and in this we see that 
what we do on Sunday when the Word of God is preached in its fullness, in its truth, in its clarity, when Christ is present where he promises to be, there is heaven. And we need to be careful because it's not just this disembodied spiritual thing that nobody can see or participate. No, it is the worship. It is the connection. It is the fullness of what God promises to do. And the divine service is truly heaven on earth. This is a glimpse into what forever is going to be like. Now, I have no problem saying that I cannot fully understand not only the concept of forever, but the concept of resurrection, the concept of having something to do forever and <laughs> like it. Yeah. But we'll be in the presence of God. And as you said, fulfilling our Christian vocations, even in the beyond, and that is the beyond of uh, the limitations of this physical world, we get to take care of the new creation in ways that we can't fully comprehend. And my imagination goes wild in this because it will be perfect. Perfect relationships, perfect restoration, but the, all of this in the joy of the continued worship with the saints around the throne of God, not in some stuffy way, but in true life. This is huge. I really liked what you said about, you know, Sunday worship being uh, a glimpse into the kingdom of God, into heaven, and worship being kind of the world made right that we're looking forward to uh, in the new creation, in the new heaven, in the new earth. This is huge. This this podcast, uh, Get Right for Sunday, is all about helping you to prepare for the upcoming Sunday to get ready. But it's also for what's beyond that. And what's really cool is that Sunday helps prepare us to get right for what comes after. It helps us get right for Monday and, and beyond. And it helps us get right for the kingdom of God that comes. The kingdom of God that will come when Christ returns. When we are reunited with the saints. When we dwell with God perfectly. Now, Sunday worship is a glimpse into that, the world made right. And you have the opportunity to, to join with us, join with all of the saints in, in praising and magnifying the name of the Lord. So I have a call to action in this podcast, and it is simply, as you prepare for the celebration of All Saints Day, think about who revealed the faith to you, who taught the faith to you, who is in your heritage that brought you to where you are now by the grace of God? This is huge, and this is yours in the faith created and sustained by God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us for Get Right for Sunday. We hope this has helped prepare you for Sunday and beyond. Services at Holy Cross Lutheran Church are 6 p.m. Saturday evening and Sunday morning at 8 o'clock and 9.45. And that 8 o'clock service is live streamed on our Facebook page and our website. If you've enjoyed being a part of this conversation, please share it so that others may benefit as well. 
And feel free to continue today's conversation by contacting Pastor Wright and Vicar Leeper at GetRightForSunday at gmail.com. Amid all the kerfuffle of this election week, keep thinking beyond. We hope you'll join us again next week to Get Right for Sunday.